We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the So Rare Andrews podcast, brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by So Rare. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on So Rare, joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on So Rare as well. Andy, it is a new day. We didn't podcast last week. Everyone was wondering where we were. There was a possibility we were going to podcast on the day that they announced that we didn't get uncommon cards. What do you think about the name Limited? Sounds great, actually. Like, <laughs> I think everyone uh, just assumed that it was just going to be uncommon. And I kind of like the fact that they kind of threw a little bit of a curveball and, and it's got that limited name. I, I think it sounds fun. I think it's hilarious that we all convinced ourselves that it was going to be uncommon. Like, that's such an right. awful name for something. Right. And uh, limited sounds still sounds like a little special. And so that's what we get. I think I think they nailed that one. But more importantly, what do you think about yellow? Uh, yellow's great. Uh, it's a great color. Um, is it a primary color? No, it's it's not. Right, red. It is a primary. Oh yeah. So we so it's a primary color. Great. Um, we got all the primary colors: red, blue, yellow. Right. So uh, the, the two. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I thought they were going to be green. No, no, no. This is exactly yeah. what people want us to want to hear from us. But I thought they That's were going right. to be green. There was no reason for me to think this other than I was just like, oh, they should be green. Yeah. Um, somebody pointed out the primary color thing to me. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And then someone else was like, no, no, no. Yellow cards come before red cards. And I was just like, well, right. you want to hear something even crazier in indoor soccer. I don't know if you've watched any professional indoor soccer, but what comes before a yellow card? A blue card. <laughs> Oh, I did not know that. That is fun. Yeah, it's a two-minute okay. two penalty in indoor soccer. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my days of playing indoor soccer are long, long gone. But. Yeah. So, do you have any? Uh, so, yeah, I think I have twenty something. But yeah, just a right? limited whale over here again. Limited just... whale, yeah. Uh, the 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 first thing that I did though was like, uh. I wanted to buy goalkeepers to train all my guys that uh, I can't train normally. So um, whale problems, I guess, but I bought the cheapest possible limited 
goalkeepers I could find. And I think I bought like 10 or 15 of them, like between three and $3 and $15, somewhere in that range. And, uh, I don't know. They're, they're my training squad guys, I guess. Uh, and honestly, like who knows, I could get lucky and one of those guys could end up becoming a start starting goalkeeper at some point, which would be great. But sure. this, this was purely so that I could train my, uh, rare cards and super rares and stuff. Okay. I'm sorry. You have so many cards that you can't. I know. Yeah. So I told you a little while ago that I had like so many things I wanted to talk about, about these limited cards, which yeah. surprised me for a number of reasons, most of which is just like, I didn't think I would actually buy any before they came out. Like we talked weeks ago, like, oh, the new scarcity. And if it's just, you know, division five and you can't progress, then why would you buy them? I have been like borderline irresponsible with buying limited <laughs> cards. And... I think part of it is that it makes me, this is going to sound so arrogant, so I apologize. It makes me feel a little bit like a whale because like I can pretty much buy any of these cards now. And normally like I'm buying rare or like limited cards of guys whose rare cards I, I wouldn't buy because they're too expensive. And I started to buy cards and I'm finally like, wait a minute. All we do is preach about like build lineups and make the cards fit your lineups. And then here I am just like buying cards left and right. But it also has opened up the collectability part for me that I bought the card of um, this is how bad it is. Like, I don't even know his name. Uh, Hans van something or other. Bruggen or Bruggen. Yeah. yeah. Van der Bruggen. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, he's, um, he plays for Circle Bruges, the other Bruges, and he's like going two thumbs up to himself. And I was that was the first card I bought. I bought it for $9.53. And what has also made me think differently about these limited cards is I I pretty much only look at the price in in dollars, which I've never done before. Well, that's not true, which I haven't done in months with rare cards. Like I got to a point where I just started looking at rare cards in ETH and like, that's what I did. And now these, these limited cards, I'm like, do I really want to spend $58 on this card? And like a lot of times I'm like, no, I don't. But like $58 isn't going to get me anything for a rare card. Like I can't buy a rare card with that. Yeah. But I just feel like I'm more like dollar price sensitive on these limited cards. And I don't know why. Probably because they're lower dollar amounts and it, they're more like relatable. Like some of the rare cards you buy, you look at it and you're like, what? Like $230 for who? Yeah. But, but at least but I, don't, limited... I don't do that. Like with yeah. rare cards, I, I really don't. I, I just look at ETH and I... I don't know what it is. I have this like mental block where I, I, I don't even look at the dollar amount, yeah. which maybe is just incredibly irresponsible. But like I've just been trading cards in ETH for so long that I look at that as like a way to accumulate ETH. And maybe the, the fact that we have to go three and four decimal places now, I'm just like, well, I mean, right. at some point they're going to have to make that switch switch over or cut over to 
probably all fiat. So right. it, 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 at that point, like that's going to be a new weird way to train the brain on this new thing, whether it's euros or dollars or whatever. Right. I don't know. It's, I, I say that and I've like stupidly spent, I was like DMing with you before that I bought two. I mean, I, if you go to like my, my gallery right now, all it is yep. is limiteds. <laughs> and I was saying to you that the, what I started doing, maybe I shouldn't even give this away, but I explained to you that what I've done the last two nights is just before I go to sleep, I'll go through the entire auction, like what's on auction and I'll just bid on a bunch of cards. And then when I wake up, I'm like, oh, do I have, did I win any? And like, I'm not like, I'm not bidding to win. Like, like I'm not bidding like over where I'm like, this is where I think the max price is and I don't want anybody else to win. But I just put in like the next bid and if I win, I win. And if I don't, I don't. And two nights ago, I didn't win anything. Are, and are last any of your night, bids, I've won like, a few cards. Are any of your bids like aggressive at all or are they all just pretty, no. pretty bland? They're, they're all just next highest bid. And yep. maybe sometimes they are aggressive. I, so I won some cards last night and you were saying, you were joking to me that it's like Christmas morning because I wake up and I'm like, yep. oh, what cards are in my gallery today? What did I win? And what I found out this morning was that I won an Alvaro Madron limited card. And I was like, I, I knew I bid on him and I didn't expect to win that one, but I did. You made this observation recently that you think a lot of the prices are based off of the L5 score that shows on the cards. And so anything that's green probably gets priced up. Madron has a, a L5 of 66, so it's nice and green, but nobody yeah, outbid me. It's very green. Yeah. But then I noticed this morning, not even this morning, much later in the day, that I got the 10, 10 of 1,000 and he wears number 10. So I'm like, oh, a Jersey Mint. And now I'm like huh, maybe this is something I should do. And within the last two hours, I've acquired two more player Jersey Mint cards, one of which I absolutely overpaid for out of pure, uh, I, I described it earlier to somebody as stubbornness, but it's probably stupidity. But I don't know. It just seems like I'm not going to, I'm not willing to pay a premium on rare cards for Jersey Mints. Like I've never done it. I've, yeah. I've like mentioned before that like I realize it's completely accidental that I do it. And yet here I am buying limited cards because I'm like, maybe this is worth it. I don't know. You got the, you got the Brendan Aronson jer Jersey meant there. I see. Yeah. And Rusnak. Rusnak. Yeah. The funny thing about Rusnak is that I own two of them now, the limited and the super rare. Like I don't own a rare Rusnak. Yeah. That, that is weird. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think that like, I, I don't, I, I really don't know if that's going to like pan out or if that's going to turn into anything. Maybe, maybe not. Um, people seem to care a little bit about that stuff. Uh, uh, especially if like, say we get like that top shot crowd, that's pure collectible, not caring about either the game or really know much about, you know, the sport, but are more into just like, Hey, I'm going to try to come in, make money, flip things. They might, come in and see a way of like, I don't know, marketing those or, or saying, Hey, yeah, these are valuable now and, and really going for them. And, and if that's the case, you know, the hype around that, the FOMO around that would, would push, push them all up. 
Uh, with that said, I, I don't know. I'm not really doing it. Um, I'm not buying those Jersey mints uh, of the limited. So I, I have some of the rares and it's more of like happenstance. Like if, if, if uh, I either win one, then I'm like, yeah, I got the Jersey mint, you know, um, but I'm not really necessarily like going out of my way to buy those. I've never done it until to, like the, is it because they're more accessible? Like the prices are more accessible. Yeah. yeah. I, there's no way I would, I would have paid whatever the equivalent is for a rare Aronson um, Jersey mint. Like no way. Yeah. And what's funny is that I bid on the Rusnak one, not even noticing that it was the Jersey mint. And then I was like, now I kind of want it because it's the, the Jersey. Right. And nobody, like, I, I got the Rusnak one for, like, a similar price that he's been selling for. So I was like, okay. I overpaid for the Aronson, Aronson one, like, yeah. in terms of, like, where he's been going. And now I'm, like, that didn't bother me. But like I said, I got, like, arrogant about it. And so I bought it. What What is Aronson's limited going for? Because you paid 0.057. Yeah. And this is... His average looks around to be 0. 0.04, 0.5044-ish. Right. Yeah, I mean, one extra bid, I guess. Two extra bids. It was, yeah, two extra bids. So yeah. the the irony of this card is that when I was new on the platform, I was going to buy an Aronson uh, rare card for like half of what I paid for the limited. And I was like, that's too expensive. Like I was going to buy one for like 75 bucks, less than half. And I was like, oh, I can't, that's too much money. And then it went up to like a hundred and I'm like, yeah, it's too much money. And now I'm apparently spending $180 for this Jersey mint of a one of a thousand or 11 of a thousand. Well, at least you can play them in, uh, you know, all-star D5, right? U23 D5 next week. Who's your goalkeeper? I don't have one yet. <laughs> Is that what you're doing over there right now? You're bidding on goalkeepers? I bid on a ton. Yeah. And um, I just, I can't figure out what the price is for a- That's, that's my problem. Uh, I, it's that next, like, do I have the, the intestinal fortitude to make that next bid on one of these yellow goalkeepers? And so far the answer has been no. So like the, a playing one. Right. So the- I think generally point one is like the the ceiling of where I would go for a limited goalkeeper. And there are plenty that are below that. Yeah, I mean if you're willing to go to point one, you can go yeah. get, you can go get top top, I think. Right, right. So the problem that I have is is that I was like, I'm just gonna buy cards to play for this weekend because yep. there's only one and Quinny's just like sniping off U23 goalkeepers yeah. and limiteds. And I bet you outbid me on that Maximenko one, Quinny. But so then I'm like, I just got to do it for this weekend. But the problem yeah. is, is that I'm, I'm going to buy more limited cards. And every contest I enter, I have to have a goalkeeper. And so even if you say it's 0.8, excuse me, 0.08, like I'm going to have to do that for four regions at a minimum. And now it's like, do I really want to spend like 0.36 to 0.4 on 
on limited cards on just four limited goalkeepers? And I think the answer is going to be yes, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's all like pure speculation because yeah. nobody knows what any of this is even going to be like in three weeks. I mean, right now we just have global all star D five, like here in a week or whenever they could spin up a D five in every single region, uh, which I think is probably the most likely thing to happen um, short term. But I like the whole landscape could change at some point where we're looking at, you know, uh, just a totally different game because we don't know what the full utility of these limited cards is going to be over time. Not a clue. Yeah. Somebody asked us about that. There was a, they took a screenshot from something about how like global all-star D4 is not changing as of now or something like that. As of now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think limiteds replace commons in, in division four? I don't know. I, I think that there's better opportunity, like there's better ways to go about it. Um, if if that was their choice, I would say, fine. I don't have an issue with that. I think that it, like short term, it probably does tank um, rare goalkeeper prices a little bit. Um, but you would have to penalize those cards. So you wouldn't be able to just let somebody walk in with a limited drop it in uh, D4 and get the either the same or similar score, you'd have to penalize that card pretty pretty hard. Yep. I agree with that. I was talking to somebody the other day wondering if it would have the same penalty as the commons, which are obviously just 50%. Yeah. And I actually don't think it's enough. Like I think you need to penalize it more if you want to keep rare card prices from tanking. Like I don't think so. I think if you penalized it that much, it that's enough of that breaks you enough from being able to really realistically uh, podium. I mean, I, I know. Granted, I know it happens, and I know it can be done. But I mean, I'm gonna just. I would rather have a rare goalkeeper in there that can score uh, plus ten percent versus your minus forty five percent. Right. Right. It's I think, pretty good edge. Yeah. Uh, but like, but it doesn't give you a reason to, to buy a, I don't want to say a mediocre goalkeeper, but there are a lot of people who buy like a cheaper goalkeeper just to get in. Yeah. But like there's no reason that you would buy a mediocre rare if you could just buy an elite limited. I don't know. You'd have to, I guess, look at that. I mean, like, look at. A uh, a guy like Allison, his limited card put a fifty percent hit on it. Does he outscore um, Bradley Guzan on a regular basis? And one thing that he yes. does not do is he does not hit those ceiling scores. That's fair. So Bradley Guzan last night probably scored what eighty points or something. It's impossible to do. It's impossible to do with a like common. It would never happen. So you would never have that upside. You'd always like best case scenario, you get 40, 40 points. You just called it an uncommon. Yeah. Limited. I think they're special. Okay. What I would like better is if they did something where they had a, uh, and this probably people will hate this, but I I don't care. This is what I like. 
I would like just like a scarcity based division. So you have your limited division, your rare division, super rare division, unique division. And then in between each division was like a progression division where you combined both cards. And yep. you could only play in that if you're not playing in the division above it. So let's say there's a super rare only division and you're not playing in it, then you can play in the uh in the in the progression division that's between rare and super rare. Um but like me, I'm playing division or I'm playing the super rare division. I can't play in the progression division below it. So it would protect like smaller players um, from, you know, a player like me or somebody else that has super rares and you could earn super rares in that division. So that would be the idea is you could earn cards of the tier above to, yep. to, to get into that. Uh, because right now there's no, no way to win a card really for the division above you. If you're playing D4, right, right. you can't win a super rare. You play D3, right. you can't win a super rare. Play D2, you can, but you can't win a unique. So if there was like a division in between each one, um, I think that that would be a good opportunity uh, possibly. I like the idea. I have no idea if it would work. Yeah, Like it's a lot more, I guess, theoretically, the prizes in each division would be cut so that you could yeah pay them in the you have more divisions so you would need you know i don't know but theoretically that the number of entries doesn't change you're just entering super rare only and i'm entering the mixed one right below it i like that idea andy i don't know but i keep hearing you know like should we allow the the limited inside of d4 and and i'm almost thinking like past that like maybe they'll do something totally different that doesn't even involve that um, granted, if they did, I would be all right with it as long as the penalty was was right. What do you think they do? What I think they do? Yeah. Um, I think short term, they keep them completely separate. So there'll always be this there'll be this D five where um, only limiteds go, and then there'll be D four through D one where um, you can never play a limited. Uh, but I think longer term they reinvent they kind of reinvent the wheel on this and i yeah. think maybe that's partially partially like what what the academy is or or the involvement of the academy maybe i don't know but the, i think that there needs to be more in-game progression opportunities yeah no i totally agree with you on that one i like this question from mark here does so rare have a responsibility to try and maintain the value of limited cards for example, if you choose to greatly reduce the prizes for podiums in D5 in the coming weeks, do people have a right to be angry? Mm, I don't think people have the right to be angry at all because expectations should definitely be tempered. Um, some of the people that came bombing out on the limiteds and were paying like rare prices for those limiteds, um, like I, honestly, I, I feel like they need to get their heads checked out because. Like, like, what are, what are we doing here? Like that, that I, I, I think I saw the one of 1000s for a lot of these guys were just like, Oh, it's the same or more as some of the rare prices for those same players. It's like, what? I, I don't think we should count the one of a thousands as a market indicator. I don't, I don't know about market indicator, but the people coming out going crazy on those things, man, I don't know. It, it, was it because they thought the one of a thousand was a collectible or was it because 
there was no price discovery and they didn't know what was going on. And it was just like, ah, I'll keep going. I'll win this card. I think the answer is both. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like I think the, the price discovery is absolutely a thing. And I, we're at some cards are at, you know, 25 of a thousand, some are at 11, but I think we're still trying to figure it out. We haven't had a game week yet. We don't know what their prizes are. Like this is pure, like speculation at its best right now. But I do think the one of a thousands are fully collectible, like so rare collectibles. And I think the, the, I don't want to say it's a problem, but I think people put too much emphasis on a one one of a thousand for players that don't matter. And so like you may have the most valuable card of whoever this random player is. You have the Albert Rusnak one of a thousand. Right. Does that matter? Right. Does that, right. Well, actually, I don't even think, I think Rusnak is actually too popular. Like, I feel like we're seeing guys like, I'm just pulling up here, like, but is he? But is he really? Probably not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'd much rather have the jersey men. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no? Oh, no, man. I think... But I think we've done this with, with rare cards, too. Like, we we talk about how the the one of one of a hundreds are... People, there are enough people who prioritize them that they have value. But the problem is, is that we're we're making the one of a hundred or one of a thousand of players who don't matter. We're trying to make those cards matter, and that's yeah. the problem. Like that's I think fair. that's where somebody's holding a bag, as to use the phrase. Yeah, I, I, we, me and you were looking at. Uh... Cards last night, if somebody that bought like some one of one thousands and now they're already selling them at a loss. Cause I guess they, that I forget which card it was, but yeah, they they bought the one of a thousand for 0.29 and are selling it today for 0.19. And I don't know everyone's situation, obviously, but that just seems like a bad idea to me. The yeah, that seems like a bad idea. So I was thinking like, 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 like losing money, giving away money is a bad idea. <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. I think buying something high and selling it low is, is bad. That's yeah, a, I agree with that. I'm not into giving investment advice, but I believe that to be a core tenant of, of buying things and selling them. I think you're right. I think, I think you got this. So what I was starting to think about these one of a thousands is I don't think that there's, and I thought about this with rare cards and super rare cards. I don't think the value of a one of 10 versus a two through nine, two through 10 of 10. Like, I don't think the value of a one of 10 is high enough to prioritize one of 10. Like, I don't think super rare one of 10s matter. I think one of a hundreds matter. And I think just the way I think of it, you're like, there are so many more of them. There are a hundred of them. And I have the first one, like that sounds impressive. Owning the first one of 10, like, doesn't sound that impressive. Yeah. And now we're like, wait, I have the first one of a thousand. That's really important, right? And I have no idea what the answer is. Sure. But (laughs) (laughs) can you, do you think that people prioritize one of 10s? 
I don't really see it. Right. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I, I do. I think they're cool. I think they're nice to own. Um, but uh, I really, you're right. I really don't see it at all. I think that the real prioritization is on the one of 100. What about one of a thousand? Maybe, maybe that's what we saw. But I actually, I do think that's what we saw. Yeah. And talking to somebody yesterday about Top Shot and how there are just like so many more Top Shot moments that get minted. Like even the the scarce ones are like of 5,000 or 10,000. And so like the one of 10,000, everyone's like, wow, that's the first one. So I'm like, why doesn't that just apply to these limited cards? And so the the occasionally absurd prices of one of a thousands, I, I don't think those people will be in a bad spot for at least cards that people care about. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think my strategy going in with these is just more of what, like, uh, really try to only like get below market value wins. And if I don't move on to the next one, and if I get a below market win, great. Um, but what are we at on a lot of these cards, like 15 to 20? Um, I don't know that really uh, price discovery has even really set yet. I think it's I think it's maybe close. Um, so I think that you can get a pretty good idea of like, did I get a good price on something? Uh, but I think I, my goal right now is to just not get burned on any of it. So it's like being super careful. That's why I haven't won a, a goalkeeper yet. It's like, I do not want to make that aggressive overbid. So it's like I'll dabble. And then as soon as somebody outbids me, I move on to the next one. And that is also why I don't have, I haven't constructed any lineups that are actually like quote unquote good. Like I haven't made like a, like a good stack or I haven't made anything. It's just like, okay, some guys that uh, look like good value at the time. And they're now in my gallery, but it's not like I strategized any of this. I just bought some guys. That's exactly what I started doing. And then I I went back to the conversation that we had, and we've had this stack conversation a lot. We have said that you you stack that that playing the best cards is better than stacking. Like you stack because you can't just get all the best cards. Right. I agree. But maybe we can get all the best cards now. And so yeah. And obviously, that's going to bring me on, on a different topic, but obviously the, the price of getting all the best, you know, the best five limited cards is much lower than doing it in the rares. And so I started bidding on cards like, I don't, I don't care about correlation or stacks. I just want to go buy the best cards. And unfortunately, I don't think I have the best cards yet and I don't have a stack. So I'm in this weird spot for this first week, but I don't know. I think yeah. more. I think fewer people will. Pe people who already play in D four and D three, if they buy limited cards, I think they're going to say, "No, I'm just going to buy the best cards and go from there." Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, so you think that like non best cards are basically like almost like worthless? Is that kind of your your thought there? Like, if it's not a top. 10% type of guy, then no reason own it, owning it. I I don't think it's, I don't think we can answer that until like the prize pools are 
reason are like set. And I think they've been very open that they have absolutely no idea what they're going to do yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> that yeah. sounds worse than I meant it, but like they, they don't want to give away too many cards right away because they just don't have the users. Like the, the point of the new scarcity was to like bring in more users. And I think with the increase of users, they will increase the rewards. And so, yeah, I think the like not great cards right now might be worthless <laughs> for now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I disagree with that. I mean, there's a thousand of these things of each one and, and they have a lot of teams and players and, it's just like thinking of the whole scope of this. It's like, wow, that's a, it's a lot of, a lot of guys out there. It's so, so the auctions are there, you know, every 20 seconds on these limited cards. I, so they introduced Monaco this morning and I was like, oh, I need a, a limited goalkeeper for this weekend. If I want to play at a lineup in D five, let me go to the auctions and see what's there. So I, filtered just goalies in the auctions and they were like 350 whatever 350 goalies i'm like oh sweet all it was were the monaco three or four monaco goalies yeah and i was like this is, <laughs> this is too many cards like it's too many cards but and obviously all but one all but nuble are backups except yeah. for what happened earlier this week or today i don't even know when they played what i think but, it was, was it yesterday Yesterday, it's so rare yeah. times a blur, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't even – where was I even going with that? There's just too know. many cards. The auctions are all the time. Yeah. I, th I do think it's weird when they introduce a team now, and it's like you have – I don't know. It's It just seems like, what is it, 15 minutes of each each limited player? Like it, 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 go, it feels like it goes on forever. Because they do. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just so many, it's just so many cards. 20 seconds is nuts. But I, we were talking about that. Like if you need a card, I, I've i gone through the secondary market because looking for this goalie. And the- The secondary market of limiteds? Of limiteds, yes. Oh, I haven't even, I haven't even delved into that area yet. It, it's clear to me that most people have bought limited cards to play them. Like they're not flipping them yet. Yeah. And I think part of it is that auction prices are going down. Although it, it did seem to me like they're whatever the cards are that are in the like 11 to 15 range of a thousand. There was a point in the like seven through nine that prices just went way down and those people got steals and they have come back up. So I think this price discovery got low and I think it's at least establishing something now. Yeah. But the very few, I think very few people are flipping cards or trying to flip cards. I did see one the other day that was on sale for 0. 0.00. Could it be three zeros? It couldn't possibly be three zeros. 0.002. Like they bought it for 0. 0.001 and wanted to sell for 0. 0.002. Trying to scalp out that $3. For $3, right. right. And I was yeah. like, I, I guess it's worth it for some people. That's like a candy bar, Laird. It's like two candy bars, right? I mean, <laughs> depends. Like depends on where you're buying that candy bar from. Right. So I don't know. It, it but it, but it does feel like the better cards that we've seen go, like just aren't being put up back on the market today. So as we're speaking, I got 
a trade request. Oh. And I want to hear yeah. what you think. In fact, okay. the does it involve limiteds? It does. Okay. So I have a Zach McMath rare card okay. that I bought because when Ochoa went down injured, I was like, oh, I'll get that. I believe I played him the last two weeks or something. Somebody has offered me Camilo Vargas, the Atlas goalkeeper, limited, one of a thousand. Do I take it? I don't know. I don't know your situation. That's uh, that's you know a that weird I need one. a limited goalkeeper. That is a weird one, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, what's what's McMath worth? Like point one, maybe? Uh, no less. It's it's got to be less. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that is a good deal, right? Like maybe it is. Let's see. Point oh seven is the cheapest. Point oh seven five. But somebody went 0.05 today. I bought mine at 0.05. Okay, yeah. I don't know if that actually matters, but it does. That's not the weirdest uh, limited card-related offer that I've received. Okay. I was trying to sell a Hiroki Miyazawa card that I got as a referral reward. Yeah. So I got the, that card a few days ago. So somebody, So it's a 2021 card. Someone offered me a 2020 card of Miyazawa and two limited cards of guys I had never heard of. Yeah. I rejected it. Right. Yeah. Typically when you're receiving more cards, like you're getting the pal, the pal trader off. Right. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Like, no. You need that 125% <laughs> value to, to take on more cards. But I might've, I, I didn't even look because I didn't recognize the, the limited guys. Like, yeah. A lot of times I'll just snap reject. Like even if even if I am getting like a pal like a good pal deal where it's like they're offering me 130%, like if, I, if I'm giving up like a a card that like has value to me and you're offering me eight guys, it's like, "Meh, snap reject. I I could make money off this, but I don't care. I don't want to deal with it." I I talk to enough people who are okay with that and I'm just not one of those people. Like I, I, I get why people offer it, but the whole like, oh, you could sell it for whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you sell it for whatever, and just yeah, give and me then, and then bring buy me that my e card, man. Then bring me that e right. If it was people so easy to sell, you would have sold it by now. That's just the yeah. way I look at. It. Like I, I don't acquire cards to sell them. Yeah. I say that now, and I'm buying all these stupid limiteds that guys with thumbs up and like, what am I doing with this? But. You're going to end up with that. You're going to, your kids are going to have that, you know? No, they're going to college on it, aren't they? Isn't that uh, how they yeah. for college? Get, yeah, sure. I also bought a Christian Ramirez card because he's holding a ball. But like, these are cards that like, I have, I got actual enjoyment in buying these cards and owning them. And I would because have he never, has a ball. And I, cause he has a ball. Nobody else has a ball. Like if he put it under his shirt or something, you know, like <laughs> then I might, I might buy that. But just holding a ball like next to him, like, yeah. How many cards do you have with a guy holding a ball? Zero. Exactly. How many I have cards do you have of, of a guy with a ball in his shirt? <laughs> Zero. Same here. Yeah. To, to be honest, for how many MLS cards we have where it's just from here down, we could have a bunch and we just don't know. That's true. Very true. Yeah. So 
Um, so, yeah, so, so this Christian Ramirez card is actually number, oh, it's number 10. Never mind. He wears number six. I was going to make a joke that it's a size six ball and that it's like a ball mint, but I can't make the joke. So, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, what have you noticed as far as price from a limited to a rare in comparison to each other? There's no comparison. No, like, I, it, I, it's all over the it's all over the place. Yeah, I, I tweeted that the other day about a gank the gank stack and how much more it costs for a rare versus a limited, and I think the expectation that prices were going to be like ten times cheaper were were I I never thought that right. And the reason I never thought that is because like super rares aren't ten times more than rares. Right. And there are so many reasons for why that's the case. And a lot of them just apply to the limiteds that we also have to remember that like there will be a thousand of every one of these cards, but like right now there aren't. And so I don't think anybody's like really considering low supply for limiteds because it just seems like there's so many of them. But I don't the it, it felt like there were two arguments being made about these limited cards. And one was these limited cards are around because so rare needs to be cheaper versus there are so many limited, the limited cards have to come out because so rare needs to be cheap. And those are very different things. Like making the game more accessible is different than attempting to make it accessible to everyone. And so people saw the one of the thousands and they were like, these prices are ridiculous. This, This is not going to work to get more people to play. Yeah, And then I think the response from that is like, these are first mints are always expensive. So let's see like where prices go. Mm-hmm. It's been, I don't even know how long it's been for these things. Have we even gotten a week? I don't know. I don't even remember. But we're at like barely two dozen on like the ones that have sold the most. I don't know why Santos blasted through their cards. Like I bought, I brought Brian Lozano 24 of a thousand last night. And then two hours later, I got the 10 of a thousand from, of Madron. Like, I'm not sure why. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't matter why, if I know or not, but. Well, it's all, it was like all of the K league and MLS, like they were blasting through that whole alphabet. And then just when it was just Santos, it's just like, all right, let's peel through them. And I guess they're probably trying to catch up to the MLS mints so that they can all get back on kind of like a quote unquote schedule together. Right. Uh, Maybe. So the, so I think there were the complaints that like this is still too expensive to get most people to join was, was a reasonable complaint if you only looked at the one of the thousands. Yeah, and for sure. as the expectation is that these prices will go down as more cards hit the market, which obviously doesn't make me feel great about buying cards today, but yeah. we also like- Opportunities, right? Right. And you so can win stuff this weekend. Right. I can win stuff. Ideally, I win stuff with these cards now while other people are waiting for the 400 of a thousands and they're a third of the price. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I can get angry. It's so rare if prices for limiteds go down. I don't think I can. No, you can't because <laughs> you're, you're buying now, you know, top, 20 mints full well knowing that there's going to be 980 more of these things, or there could be 980 more of these things get ripped out. So 
Uh, I think that the, the, there might be some of that crowd where it's like a little bit angry or whatever that um, they're getting over minted or whatever. And the prices just keep, keep coming down. And the, 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 the pressures just keep being applied by so rare, but that's, that was the whole point of these. So right. uh, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think there can be any frustration. They're pretty transparent with the number of these things coming out. Literally. It says it on every card, how many they're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> or could be. Right. Do you think we get to a thousand on some of them? Like we don't even get to a hundred on a lot of cards. I mean, I, they have more often now, but. Yeah. I, I'd say, yeah, sure. We'll get to a thousand on some of these things. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What do you think, what do you think uh, uh, Mbappe is going to cost? That's what everybody wants to know. What, like what am I going to be able to get an Mbappe? Uh, 25 out of, you know, 50 out of a thousand. Like, where is that the price discovery going to like level out? I don't have a number. You have a number? I mean, sure. What's your number? So my, my theory so far ish is they're about one fifth the cost of a, uh, of a rare ballpark. So, uh, I'm going to say between one and two ETH for a Mbappe. For like a 437 of a thousand? Yeah. That feels too high to me. Does it? I mean, a rare one is like 10 ETH. That's so much money. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's crazy that they've sold like 100 of them. Or, you know, I guess they've sold probably half that and half of rewards or whatever. But uh, five, yeah. 9.8 ETH is the get in price right now. Is That's, it? Yeah. yeah. 
One sold at five five, but I who knows. Yeah, his his prices are pretty uh, like like rangy too. Where it's like, because I remember HG was on here a couple weeks ago talking about how he bought one for like nine and then resold it for twelve and then rebought at ten. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that just him being who he is, it it uh, he doesn't really have a stable price. Yeah. Do you think, man, that's a lot of money. I just really struggle to see a limited card going for even one ETH. I see it happening. I think the first one will be stupid though. Yeah. Like, but, like five ETH. Yeah. Yeah. Or more. Well, or more. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wouldn't rule out 10. Yeah. So, like people are going to think that's the price. And then like the next few they are, are going to go for like, the, it'll be like a little stair step down from there. Cause people are going to think that, Oh, that's what it's going to cost to win this. And then it's going to settle somewhere. I, I think we've seen enough one of a thousands to be really high where like three of a thousand is like a third of the price. Like, I don't think the step down is that small for Mbappe. Yeah. I think the better question is, do you think Messi costs more than Mbappe? Hmm. I don't know. I guess. I guess he would. My argument that he should is that both he's better in the game, even with less utility, and there are going to be fewer of his cards. Like, we already have a bunch of Mbappe cards. Yeah, that's so, fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll and, agree with that. Yeah. And his scores are just off the charts. They're, yeah, they're just cheat codes. But, Sam's mad that we're not engaging him. I like Skyler's comment about <laughs> that I missed on Christian Ramirez's neck tattoos in, in addition to the ball. But yeah, I don't know. There, there's just, not I'm, a ton of like weird stance cards that like I, obviously like the the Vandervoort one is is cool, but there's not like a lot like a lot of poses like I have to get the uh, Duckins Nazone or is that his last name where he's like holding his arms like this? Oh yeah. Well, you've seen the Kenny Step card, right? Where he's like yep. got his gloves up. And, yeah, yeah. So I would I would have bought that limited card, but his new card is not like that. Actually, I think uh, the new Thomas Didillion, is that how you say his name? Before yeah, I where say he's pointing at the badge. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of something. Yeah. But you need him kissing the badge. <laughs> yeah, just pointing to it. Okay, what is that? Yeah, come on. It's not man. enough. He's just like, I'm here. Right. The team I play for. I think at some point we, we get probably cooler photography or I don't know, maybe Sorare will be allowed to have their own photographer at some of these photo shoots maybe someday. That'd be kind of cool. Well, like the teams have official photographers. And so, I mean, they're the ones who take the headshots. So theoretically yeah. they could just get them from them, but. Well, Maybe. I think that they're going to be more stock if they just get them from the team. But if they bring their own photographer, they can, you know, tell them to do something, whatever. They can they can be more informal. And I, I, someone, I think someone was saying like tops, they allow, um, like some clubs will allow like tops to show up and, and take their own photographs so they can get different shots or whatever. And right. I don't know. I think that, that like variability needs to be added. And I think that would adds to the collectability of, of these things. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. 
In six weeks, how many D5 lineups do you think you're setting? Well, let me let me go back a step first. Should I, should I, should you, you know, us that are competing in D2, D3, D4, should should we really be wasting our time on this? No. I don't know. Like the amount of like work, research, um, time to to get the cards, buy the cards, know that your guys are playing, like all that extra research um, for a lower stake. Does it make sense to to be doing that? Like, I guess just we're we're gonna work harder to to play in this other other thing. Like, I don't know. So you mentioned previously that you thought you might buy limited cards of guys you already own because yep. like the research is easier. Yep. I've done a little bit of that. J Johnny Russell, Rui Diaz, Miles Robinson, all guys that I own rares of bought their limiteds. I have done the total opposite <laughs> except for Rusnak. All the guys that you normally fade. Now you're, now you're on board. It, it's guys I've wanted to buy. And yep. like Madron is like, yeah, that's a card I wish I had, but I wasn't going to spend whatever it costs for him. I think there was a little bit of that, and this sounds, I mean, I'll just say it. I'm not sure I would have played Midron given like the other cards I have, but I know he's an elite card, but yep. now I can play this other division and I'm like, oh, I have a spot for him. There he is. Although yep. my... Elite cards are starting to get injured one after another. So this is maybe I would have played them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm buying all the cards that I didn't think I would be able to that I don't have rare cards for. Right. But now now you're like your whole like I don't know, the amount of research you have to do is just growing every week. It's just getting bigger and bigger. And will that hurt? Will that hurt your other lineups? I fully expect that I will spend less time on my limited lineups than my rare and super rare ones. Yeah, I, agree. I, I will too. I'll also say that just the way that my own gallery works, I have like very clear priorities. Like there are divisions that I prioritize like champion America D three is what I've had more success with than anything else. And I pretty much play the same lineup every week. Like yep. very rarely are the guys that I'm playing in that lineup in such an awful matchup that I'm like, I have to switch this up. So it's almost like every week when one deadline, we hit one deadline and so rare data lineup builder switches over to the next week and I go to build lineups like my America D3, I just plug right in my U23 D4, I plug right in and then I just kind of start going from there. And so I'm not sure, maybe I'm not spending enough time on those lineups anyway. So like the extra, maybe a, the extra time, I, I just don't feel like it's gonna be that bad. Like I, I expect that I'm going to hopefully build limited line, D5 lineups. Like I'll, I'll buy the cards for D5 lineups and then just every week it's like, this is what I play in America D5. This is what I play in champion Europe D5. I doubt I play that one, but but I think that's the way I'll end up playing D5. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just think that there's too many too many variables. Stuff's going to happen, injury suspensions, all that. And, you know, then everything gets tossed up in the air and then you're – or just a guy, like, starts playing bad, you know, then, I'll, you know, you're not – you may not want to just keep throwing him in that lineup. So, um, I don't know. That's when – that's when the wheels start turning and you start buying an extra guy. And I don't know. I'm, I'm being very cautious, I guess, and maybe overly cautious. I don't know. Uh, but I, it's also my time commitment too. I only have so much, so much time. And I, I think everybody's kind of that same way. Uh, and then I don't know. I, I'm going to dabble. I'm going to play. And I think that I think for me, the, the way to do it is to, to buy, similar players that I already, I already use. Um, and then that's probably the least fun because it's not like now I can't root for, uh, you know, like Carlos Gill and yeah, other guys that I may not have. Um, that said, like in champion Europe, I do think it'd be cool to just own like the best possible team. Like, like how cool would it be to just like pay the one ETH or whatever and have an Mbappe and uh, Messi and, I mean, it's going to be more than one ETH for that team, but just like have that ridiculous lineup that that'd be fun. Do you think it's fun to spend four ETH on a limited lineup? No, <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be fun to root for those guys every week instead of like totally fading them every week. Cause that's what I do now. I don't, I don't own those guys and I don't own very many of like the really just like star guys. Like I don't have a Pozuelo or Carlos Gil and, uh, uh, America and it's like every week, every week I'm baiting those guys and just hoping that they have a bad week. Yeah, it's not that fun. Like Carlos Vela, don't own him. I'm baiting him every week. Rosie, all these guys, just like gotta fade them. And then when you get that notification that uh, Carlos Gil has his third assist of the game, you're like, all right, on to the next one. On the next <laughs> game. I haven't seen those notifications. It feels like he's been out for like three years. Yeah. Well, you had to use him for that one game week, right? One game week, I got him. Yeah. No more. Such is life. I guess so. Do you... So, let's see. I was going to ask... Go down two different paths. The first one I'll go down is... When do you think we get a boom? Not, <laughs> not necessarily of, like, all of our card prices are going up, but, like, do you think there's going to be a point where at the end of September and it's like, Oh, we actually have 35,000 D five entries. Um, I don't know. I would love to see that graph. Um, like I'm look, I'm pulling up silver data right now. And if you look at the uh, owners of at least in blockchain cards, right. That's uh, I think pretty telling when you look at the uh, rise that's in that graph, I think, Surface or Sam was saying earlier that um, it's like 10% growth or something. And um, obviously that's great. Um, but I think the, the, the most interesting metric will be if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of his charts page, you have number of lineups for each game week. And by default, it's all star D4. Um, what is that? What is that graph going to start looking like with all star D5? And obviously at the beginning, it's going to be quite, quite limited, quite low, but I think that it's going to grow pretty quickly. 
Is that enough though? Like we don't want that to grow. Yeah, we do. Well, I mean, you, we obviously want it to grow because, but like we want D4 to grow. Yeah. For the value I think of we're at the point now, D4 cannot grow until D5 grows. And D5 is going to have to get like mature, massive, huge, the number of entries that, that are in there. It has yeah. to grow to be big because uh, people are always going to come in now at whatever the lowest entry point is. So previously, the lowest entry point was quite high, but at least it was D, you know, it was D4. They're buying these rare cards and that was the lowest entry point. They submit the common goalkeeper in D4 or whatever. That's the lowest entry point. Now it's D5. Like if I were, if you were a brand new player coming in right now, what would you do? I'd buy limited cards. Yeah. You just to hop in. That's a great way to like learn the, the ecosystem, learn the game. And, and you come in at D5 and then eventually what are you going to do? Move on to D4, right? Yeah. That's exactly what you did. You, you joined, you played D4 um, and then you evolved. You got into D3 and now it looks like you're kind of dabbling in D2 a bit. Ish. I haven't, and I haven't played D2 yet. Yeah. Every week I had some sort of injury that kept me from doing it. Yeah. But you're close. I, so I could enter D2, but I don't because it kills my D3 and it feels like I, yeah, that felt like a mistake. What? But my lineups have been absolutely garbage. More lineups instead of good lineups. Right. I decided to make better lineups, and now I'm not winning anything recently. So now maybe I should do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but I do think I do think we want D5 to get as big and as like just mature as we can get it, and then that's when we're going to start to see that growth into other areas. But I think I think short term we do see we do see a hit on some of the D D four or I should just say rare prices. I think that there'll be, you know, some soft dampening on those prices. Could be completely wrong, but I, th- I think I think that that's what we'll see. It it just like market wise, it has to it has to. Yeah, like the supply is going unless the demand unless the influx of users is so big immediately that. Right. People are just clamoring for the cards, but. And I think that too, though, like people would have to like immediately get it. Like you're not going to come in and not play the lowest level unless you just come in and totally get it right away. Like Sean, uh, PSU fans too, like is a good example of somebody that came in and got it right away. Like it, it snapped uh, and he understood, like understood the whole concept of everything and, and he came in hot. Like he didn't come in and just like, okay, I'll play a few D fours and see what happens. He's like, no, I'm buying galleries. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I think the best thing he did was all the research before he started buying cards. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, Oh, I'll just buy some cards and figure it out. And yeah, he did a ton of work before he bought cards and went from there. Yeah. You didn't answer the question of how many D five lineups you're going to have in six weeks. Like, oh. Do you think you'll enter everything? Uh, By then, I don't know. Like, I, I there's some, a part of me says like, yeah, do it, <laughs> and a part of me is like, oh, that's so much work. I gotta buy so much stuff. I've got to enter that many lineup, that many more lineups every week, and then I'll be doing all the maintenance associated with like buying all these cards. So it's like, okay, now my um, 
defender for America got hurt. So now I got to look through the auctions, find a defender that makes sense with this lineup and then, you know, hope that I can win it at a reasonable price. Like lineup maintenance is, is a lot of work and costly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, do I, how far do I want to go and go with that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's reasonable. Um, I kind of feel like the price to get in on champion Europe limiteds will end up like I'll, I'll look at the prices of, and like, we haven't really gotten those new cards yet. Like I'm going to, they're obviously waiting for the new ones, but I'm, I'm almost certain that the cost of putting together a champion Europe D five team will be more one that I think can compete will cost more than at least one, if not two super rares that I would be using in D three or D two. And from a prize perspective, currently, there is absolutely no reason for me to buy those limited cards. Like none. I should just buy those super rares and play them in D2 and D3 and hope for the best. And yet, because every individual card is so much cheaper, it's like tempting to just be like, let me just get some champion Europe stars and go nuts in D5 and win more limited cards. I think the smart play is not the same as the fun play. It never is. Because I think I think if you are still looking to pick up some super rares, now is probably a pretty good time. Uh, I'm not looking at graphs, data, whatever, but I just like kind of watching the, the live auctions, it seems like those prices are – they're just not high right now. I wouldn't say that they're low. It's not like you're going to come in and steal a card, but uh, I feel like the hype associated with the the new limited cards um, means you're probably not going to get a good deal on a champion Europe team. But if you, if you need to scoop up a uh, an America super rare goalkeeper right now, like that seems like a, like a card that's not in superior demand right now to fill out. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the reason I asked you about the, about the boom is because I think we are in a hidden boom right now. Oh, and I, and I say that because we've talked previously about how card prices generally don't move that much in fiat, but they do in ETH. And when ETH goes up, theoretically, the ETH cost of cards should go down because the fiat levels it. And ETH is, I don't even know where we are right now. It's been over- Right around 3K. Right, So we and, and we've been at 3K for a week or two. Yeah, And it obviously was going up before that. Like, F is up. And Sean has long been this, like, you buy cards when F is up and you sell cards when F is down because you get more F for your cards when you sell them when it's low versus fiat. And I, F is up from where it, where it was. But F prices did not drop at all. And if, if anything, they went up. 
And so that made me feel like that meant that people, there were still enough people buying cards because the corresponding drop didn't come. And so if F had stayed low, I think we would have seen like a fiat price go up because there were more people, but because it didn't, because it went up, it just stayed the same. Yeah. I think that that's a good observation. I don't know that that means that we're like in a, in a boom, but, uh, maybe not a maybe boom, we're but a I little, think a mini one. Right. I think we're in a mini boom. Silent boom, which is a bummer because I was like, great. F is going up. I'm going to get some cheap super rares, cheap in terms of F not fiat. And didn't happen. In the short term, what what excites you? Um, you know, either PSG cards or um, yeah, what 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 what's exciting coming up? Like for limited cards, anything like a whole platform. What is exciting over the next month? The Champion Europe cards that I would have never bought. Yeah. And so you're buying limited Champion Europe cards. So I right like as of today. August 19th, there have been no champion Europe. Oh, that's not true. Because we have yes. like Monaco today. We have Monaco. We're getting Rens, I guess. Yeah. But like I think they that there's this idea that I'm gonna be able to buy them, and I think the prices are gonna be too high. Still. Like I think the prices like regularly are so like so far out of my range. And not even talking about like Mbappe, but like basically <laughs> everyone else I, for rare cards are just too expensive for like this is the way that my budget works. And I think especially on these new releases, cause there are cards that have never existed before. Like, you know, if, if when they re-release a team, like, like St. Etienne or uh, uh, like uh, Nance, yeah. Nance. Yeah. Then yeah, you're going to be able to scoop guys up because they've already been on the platform, but these guys have never been on the platform. Yeah. Like they're going to have a premium. Do you think like the 895 of a thousand Messi is still over one, one ETH? That would mean they've, they've made 895 ETH unlimited Messi's. <laughs> the more I think about that, the more insane it is. I, I mean, the, I, I don't, I don't guess that's, I don't guess there's the liquidity and I, that just doesn't, seem possible. So maybe what surface said where I think going back closer to like 0.5 for some of that stuff might make more sense. But then again, I don't know. There's some deep pockets out there. <laughs> well, if you have a million users and this is like the number they keep giving us. Yeah. And you only need a thousand to spend one ETH on Messi. That's a very small percentage of your users. Yeah. Like yeah, if they messy, you know, if they have a million users and they don't have a thousand who can spend one ETH on messy on a messy limited, then I think something, something weird happened because like just percentage wise of that many people, there should be that many people who can afford to spend $3,000 on a yellow messy card. Yeah. yeah. I'd make God it happen. What, yeah. God knows what the unique goes for. A million dollars. I said 250 F. What is that? 750,000 ish, yeah. roughly? Let's just go to a million, man. <laughs> sure. 333 F, ETH. Point, 
0.333 repeating. Yes. Right. Ish. <laughs> right. $1 million. That's the price. Mm -hmm. So all the whales out there, if you want to buy messy, unique, get your million dollars ready. Looking at you, Zara and Grizu and whoever else. Yeah. What if, no, I don't even want to go down there. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, I think it's possible. Oh, it what, a million dollars? What's that? A million dollars for the unique. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. Uh-oh. Sam, you have a spoiler alert for us, or or, or did we say something did that you, did he just buy, something? He bought the Messi Unique somehow? <laughs> oh, they aren't watching. Okay. No. Great. We appreciate that. <laughs> um, what else do we have over here? Uh, oh, so did, did I, I said one-fifth the price, right, on uh, 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 the yeah, limited, limited versus rares. rares. I think that I think that's pretty close. I don't know if you've looked out there at all, but uh, I think one fifth ish, maybe one fourth on some guys, more on others. It's fair. Is that low enough to get enough new users? What's that? Is it low Is that enough? Low enough. I yeah. think. I, I think that like new new players might just have to resort to worse players. Wait, say that again. New players might just have to resort to like worse oh. players. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Prices will be down low enough on those guys, because like you and I aren't buying limited. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just trying to come up with like a like a Zach McMath, for instance, right? Like I don't know what his limited, rare. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what his limited costs. Like one fifth of the rare. So what is that? Less than point point oh one. So, like, if somebody wanted that goalkeeper, sure. Maybe they're grabbing him and they can use him for three weeks or four weeks or however much longer Ochoa is out. But, yeah, I don't know. The McMath last auction closed at 0.044. Limited. Yeah. But 0.025 before that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going it, to it would be a cheap entry point for somebody that wanted to just snag a guy that plays for three weeks. But yeah, I, I think what got me was how many people thought, how many people determined themselves what the appropriate entry price was. Yeah. And yeah, like sure. when I started doing content for so rare, I remember I was like, I'm going to do one where it's like, you can get a full team for $300. And yeah. I like waited two weeks and it was like, okay, $500 and you can get in. But I, I think there was this expectation. Everybody had different expectations of like the new scarcity is going to allow people to get in for X number of dollars. And some people were like, for $10. right. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's, I mean, who knows if it happens you, at some point. Do you know anybody or have any friends that have uh, started playing, uh, now that the limiteds are available, I I know somebody who has signed up. Yes, like earlier this week, because the limiteds became available. He has not bought any limiteds yet. He's like going through the rookie league. Yeah, and I think there's no reason for them to buy now. Yeah, like if if you're willing, if you waited this long, like I think it's okay to wait a little longer. 
because yeah. the you know the eighty five of a thousand will be theoretically cheaper than the eight of a thousand. Some people want to start now. I get it, but like I just don't. If you've waited this long, I think you should just keep waiting and see what happens to the prices. Yeah, my brother in law has been wanting to get in because uh, he's just been kind of like watching from afar, and uh, he texted me on I guess it was last Wednesday or Thursday or whenever limiteds were released, and he's like, "Oh, should I, should I you know?" Because he wants to. His entry point is he wants to spend a grand on this, so he wants to spend one k on this, and uh, he immediately texted me and was like, "Hey, should I?" put my money on there and, and get started or whatever. And like, just looking at the prices right away, I was like, no, you shouldn't. I don't even think you could build a team for that right now. And that was granted. That was me looking at the one of the thousands, but uh, you know, now if he wanted to come on and spend a thousand dollars, like, okay, he can probably build some teams now. So I haven't given him the green light yet, but I think that it's probably getting closer to, a good time to enter. So Sam brought at this point that I was going to bring up that the longer you wait, the more users that will already be here. And I said this to somebody on another podcast I was on that I was explaining to them. I was like, how so rare works. I mean, he's a big NFL guy, does a ton of NFL content. And I was like, you should not like football. NFL is starting right now. And you do so much work this time of year. Like, so rare takes work if you want to do it right. So if you don't have time now, like just wait. I said, the only problem is that if you wait, we're all going to be rich by the time you join. <laughs> so, and obviously I'm somewhat joking about this. I mean, I'm joking that we're all going to be rich, but like, I do think like it's possible that if we have so many more users, then the prices go back up. But like the, I for, for people who, don't expect to become rich off of this game. I think it's okay to wait. That's all. Like if you're playing this game for fun, I think you can wait. What if you what if what if you do both? Like play now and wait? What is that? Like? <laughs> how, how do you do that? Yeah. I don't know. The rate the limiteds are released are fixed. Um are they? Like they're always gonna be 20 seconds? They could go to 10 seconds. They could go to five seconds. I don't know. I guess they could. I don't see why not. There are less people competing for the limiteds now than there ever will be. Maybe. Yeah. I guess that's the hope. It's the hope for us guys. <laughs> We're dead if it's not, <laughs> if that doesn't happen. Right. These things are going to, these things are going to zero. You hear, heard it here first. Right. Yeah. Please don't go to zero. Man, this trade proposal is just staring me. You got another one? Let's, let's hear No, that. that same one. That same one. Do I trade trade a rare for a limited? Oh. Yeah, I I think you might pull the trigger on that. I mean, you're you're are you buying are you buying a limited goalkeeper? Before I would like to, this game I would like to play in this game week. And in order to do that, I need a goalkeeper. Who does Atlas play out of curiosity? Um, I was actually just looking at it. So I hope that whoever's offered this trade doesn't listen to this because Atlas is playing Toluca. They're the fourth biggest favorite in Liga MX this weekend. Yeah. 
And RSL has a terrible matchup. I know this because I was wondering if I should. Who does RSL play? Not play Rusnak. Um, RSL is at Colorado. So not like a terrible matchup. Yeah. But Colorado's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, hmm. Pull the trigger, man. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, Danny's telling me Toluca's good, but like, should I care that it's one of a thousand? This offer's probably gone by now. Where is, where are they at on the table right now? Oh, they're, they're third. That seems, that seems fluky to me, but I don't know. Maybe they are good, but they're three, one and one. Yeah. Danny's a Liga MX expert. So, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Do the trade. What's that? I didn't say anything. Didn't say a word. So, oh man, if I, if I had just, if somebody was like, you can have this card for 0.05, which is what I paid for, uh, for McMath. I'd be like, sweet. Yeah. That's well below market price. Yeah. Um, well, you're not going to be able to, I don't think you're going to be able to sell McMath for any more than that right now. Right. I mean, he's, isn't he already on the market right now for like 0.05? No, he's uh, the cheapest one on the market is 0.07. Somebody okay. paid 0.075 today, but someone else paid 0.05. Okay, so if you 0.078, could buy 0.075, yeah. If you could buy a goalkeeper right now for a limited goalkeeper right now for 0.07, would you be happy? I've, I've tried. Everybody keeps outbidding me, including <laughs> Sam, who just left. <laughs> so you could get one, and like Danny just said, it's a one of 1,000, too. Did you just, just accept, accept it? it? I just accepted it. <laughs> I love it. I just I traded it. a rare goalkeeper for a limited goalkeeper. There we go. What, what am playing. I doing? Now we're playing. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what I'm doing? I'm playing D5 this weekend. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Very good. Thanks, Danny. Good. I appreciate the push there. What kind, of, uh, what kind of correlation you have in this lineup? Absolutely none. Yeah. I've got nothing. You know what the correlation is? I have five limited cards. Right, right. I think that's yeah. all that matters. This first first week, uh, are they? They're not changing the price structure for the first week, right? Yeah, there's like seven cards that are being given out. This is like the worst thing I've ever done. No, no, but how, I wonder how many entries there are. Like, let's look at that real quick. So, global say, World 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 here. there's fourteen hundred and sixty-two entries right now. I imagine that'll grow a little bit over the next twelve hours or whatever we have left in this. 10 hours and 28 minutes. Um, and they're giving away 173 cards total. Granted, I would say there's only 53 cards that matter. I was going to say, you know, it's going to be awesome buying tier three, getting winning tier three limiteds. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'll sell this for $3. Um, <laughs> so the only ones that really matter are the top 53, I think. So 1,500 people for 53 prizes that matter. I don't know. It's going to be tough. So there, there's currently 8,100 people in D4, All-Star D4. Wow. 651 prizes. Yeah. 212, but 211. 211 that matter. Yeah. Don't say it don't matter. Rio Kikuchi's sitting here thinking, wait a minute, I matter. I know. That's right. There are, there are some, some good ones out there. I'm, I'm coming around on that. I'll stop calling them tier three trash. 
Man, so rare data. Already Camilo Vargas already here in my lineup builder. Let's see. I could play the guy with the ball if I want. I don't even think he starts. You know, you bought the, the bad Christian Ramirez too. The good one plays over in Scotland now. Caicedo. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna win this. Simple as that. Let's 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 hear the lineup. Let's see the lineup. The worst part is that I it's all champion America guys. Yeah. I did the same thing, but kind of the my my purpose there was like, okay, once they release more divisions, I'll just move that yeah. into Champion America and then I can buy the rest of what I need or want to do or whatever I, I decide on. Yep. Uh, I don't think this lineup's that good. Let's hear it. I'm going to have to buy more cards here. Uh, we've got Vargas, Maxime Cheneau, Madron, uh, Caicedo, and maybe I'll roll out this Brendan Aronson uh, Jersey Mint card here. Okay. We don't think Lozano's playing, right? No, he won't. I don't think he will. He just played a game with the U20s, uh, oh, the Santos right. U20 team. Yeah, right. he's he's he earned a PK and he scored the PK in that game. I don't know. That was against Atlas. Oh no, <laughs> that's my goalie. So let's do a your team versus my team thing. My team um, has a goalie that might not play, Quentin Westberg. Excellent. Oh, he'll play. Yeah, okay. Um. I went from full full bore sell your Westbergs to full bore buy your Westbergs. <laughs> um, Miles Robinson, I got Pozuelo in there. Um, Johnny I Russell. I tried to buy Pozuelo, didn't happen. Yeah, I got lucky, like super cheap, um, and then I guess cheap. I don't know. Nobody knows. And then Raul Ruiz Diaz. Two forwards though. That's problematic. Two I think you're going to beat mine, but I'll. Uh... But yeah, let's do it. I won't. Ch I won't change anything, and we'll have a little contest this week. Yeah, I kind of want to change. I, I mean, I have all night. Oh, that's a problem. Oh, so maybe that's what I'll do. I'll have to wake up early tomorrow morning to see if I won anything that I could immediately play before the game week starts at six a.m. Eastern. Have they been releasing cards before the deadline? What do you mean releasing them? Like the rewards. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. Uh, <laughs> I meant my, my overnight bids, man. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. You really win cards. Right, right. Christmas presents. Right. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I like that nickname, West Goat. Very nice. <laughs> Love it, Danny. What happens to the loser? Oh, Jimmer, yeah. Uh, Jimmer picks? Clearly, yeah. Jimmer's choice, we'll say, happens to the loser. I'm afraid of what might what might pop up next in the chat box. Yeah. Jimmer's got a pretty creative imagination. He does. Maybe we'll save that for the next podcast. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, my gosh, we've gone a long time. Yeah, we have. I'm telling you, man, I had a lot to say about these limited cards. That's all. Yeah. And we had our first uh, live trade on the podcast. We talked into it. I mean, RSL clean. McMath's going to hit a hundred this week. Ochoa is going to get benched. Oh, Fire up your McMaths. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, you've been listening or watching the So Rare Andrews podcast, brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by So Rare. We will be back next week, probably to talk about limited cards again. Because I think, why not? What else yep. are we going to talk? About? Sure. So uh, yeah, Andy, good to talk to you, and I will talk to you again next week. Sounds good. See you. 
Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.